I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Shall I read out today's question? Let's hear it. What do you do when your dreams are aligned with your everyday necessity? I am unable to do the things I know will help me get where I want to be because I have to do the things that will earn me money to pay the bills. I'm freelance and struggling because I'm not wholly invested in what I'm doing for my clients, but not able to see anything else as worthy work. How do I carve out time in an already unfeasibly busy life to move my little business forward? And this is from M. I'm really glad that we've got this question, actually, because I feel like it is an underrepresented, under-talked about area of this whole industry we hear so much about following your bliss and like chasing your dreams and not always that much about the practicalities of like how do I make money I also would bet that this category is the biggest category yeah of people who have a busy life have responsibilities you know usually have kids to feed or partners to provide for has to have day jobs to go to or other businesses to run I could be wrong here I'm exploring this thought as I say it but that we're kind of at a time where kind of pursuing your dreams is like a virtue signaling do you know what I mean yeah I kind of do like it's it's seen as progressive isn't it and it's kind of seen as like yeah there's sort of a certain kudos that's, that's now been applied to doing it that can make people feel bad I think if they're not doing which is wholly unhelpful I think it's like oh you got to be brave enough or bold enough and all these things like you know what someone could have all the courage in the world but if they're working 60 hours a week to feed their family and if they have one hour a month to pursue their dream they can feel like well what's the point do you know what I mean Like like pursuing your dream is a huge privilege it requires privilege it requires financial privilege and um like physical body privilege and energy privilege and intellectual privilege yeah and that's before you've even got anything out there in the world I'm writing another little mini book at the moment and I've got two chapters that kind of say it's the same message but two opposite things and the first chapter is it's okay to have a day job and the second chapter is it's okay if someone else is providing for you because it's these two camps of people who feel a lot of frustration and shame so the day jobbers feel like well I'm not real if I've got this other work that I'm doing and my dream is kind of my side hustle and then on the flip side for anyone listening to us maybe someone else is financially supporting you right now there's also a lot of shame there because there's a lot of kind of self-made person Mm. stories out there and I think it's kind of neither is right or wrong But if you are having to build your dream alongside a very busy full-time life and job, it is hard in its very own way that I think a lot of the noise out there doesn't always acknowledge or hold space for. Completely. Because essentially what it means is like the time you have, the time, energy and resources you have available to dedicate to this dream are in such small supply that your steps are always going to be at a slower pace to the people you're probably following online and the people you're probably comparing yourself to. I also think there's, the if you're not doing this yet, um, I think you have to, which is celebrate the fact that you are taking care of your responsibilities and your necessities. Because I think as humans, we don't celebrate or acknowledge that enough I think someone in this situation might be like oh I've got to do all these things and I'm so behind all these other people I'm like wait a minute no you are providing for yourself and your family and putting your dreams to a side for a minute so you can pursue this necessity right here and now you're amazing and I think sometimes we don't see that because we feel behind from everybody else totally in fact I have a blog post that I've kind of It's one of those ones I'm sitting on because I'm not quite ready to bring it out into the world in its current form but it's kind of a collection of the things that I have found that I think are kind of strengths in building your business when you're coming from a place where you're kind of having to do something else to make it work or like you're not in a place of huge financial security and it's kind of like the mindsets and the bonuses that you get from working all of your hours doing something else because it sounds like it's pure disadvantage if like the aim is to get to like x social media followers Mm. or like 
to reach a finish line, then it sounds like you're at a huge disadvantage. But I really believe the work we do in our like real life, and that's in inverted commas, but like this this kind of day-to-day work gives us so many strengths and insights and advantages for the work we do in our side hustle that actually like you are still doing the work of your side hustle even when you're doing your day job. Completely. And I also think it's we have to acknowledge that there's not equal starting off points. Yeah, that's not the world we have, unfortunately. And I think it's really disheartening when you see how hard you're working just to get a little piece of the pie and how someone else, just because of the circumstances they have, has the pie handed to them. Mm-hmm. And I think... What I'm learning is this from someone who's come from a working class background is it's not my job to judge the people who have more than me because that's not helping anything. Yeah, It's not my job to feel sorry for myself either for not having Mm -hmm. that. And it's not my job to say, well, it's not fair. I'm not going to get in the arena anyway. It's my job to take my life and do what I can with it. And I'm also saying this from a very privileged position of, I may have had a working class background, but I had access to a good public school and I was had parents who supported me. And public school was in like... A state school, yeah, not a private school. Yeah. Like, Just went, in case anyone was confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that, I'm saying all of this just to say that I think we can lose a lot of time to feeling frustrated about what we don't have, but that doesn't serve us ever. Yeah. And I'm not saying Em's doing this. I'm just kind of saying it that I just like to sit that two things are true at exactly the same time, that you can have privilege and you can not have privilege. And it's all cool. No one should feel any shame about that. Yeah, kind of it's about focusing and and digging into what you've actually got available and keeping your eyes on your own paper, I suppose. Privilege isn't, like, we don't choose it. We're born with different privileges that we had no control over. Yeah, and until we figure out a system that gives everybody an even break, then we're kind of working within whichever framework we've got given to us, I suppose, at the moment. Yeah, I think the only way forward in Em's situation is to redefine how she moves forward because the path that's laid out to us online is as follows work really hard dream really big keep showing up hashtag hustle and you'll get there and those are all true with the nuances that come in with them and I think if we only live at that kind of top level service if you just work really hard keep showing up it'll all be okay it doesn't help you when it's a Thursday night and it's 10 p.m and you're exhausted from the day but you really feel you have to get that newsletter out for the Mm. weekend and I think it's kind of the only way forward is the path that serves you. And it's also kind of accepting that your path's not going to look like somebody else's path who's got more free time and more financial resources. Yeah, than you. and but that that equally is not the disadvantage it maybe sounds like. No. So like, I think I'm quite a good case study of this in that, yes, when I first started my Instagram account, I was on maternity leave and had an awful lot of hours of scrolling. But once all I was nearing one, I went back to work and I was working and juggling childcare and like trying to look after a house whilst my blog was then kind of up and running but then trying to kind of meet those demands and one of the things I really found and that I really missed from that time period in fact was my brain was very very good at prioritizing my I I had a really acute sense of what was my priorities for my time what was important what I could skip and there was kind of there was no fluff there was no like fat around the meat it was just pure distilled necessity I suppose that makes lots of sense I was listening to the lit up podcast a few weeks ago it's I really recommend it if anyone's kind of a writer and um the guest she had on was saying that one of the pieces of advice that they were given very early on as a writer is that writing doesn't get happen in like the stolen hours something has to be sacrificed for the writing to happen I think there's two sizes I think that's very true that if we want something to happen something gets sacrificed so maybe for M it's that you have to sacrifice two nights a week of 
solo time mm-hmm. to get an hour of this done. I think the flip side of it is though is you also don't have to do that sacrifice. Like for you to build your dream business, you don't have to make your life miserable in the pursuit of that. No. And I think this, I think a lot of the advice online is like, just sacrifice it all and you'll get there. Yeah, like just stop sleeping so much. Get up at 6am. Which is bullshit because you just destroy your body when you do yeah, that. Yeah, please and, don't do that. And everyone has a decision to make at different seasons of their life of what season they're in. I think sometimes we're in a season of what it would take to sacrifice to pursue a certain dream isn't worth it to us in seasons where it is worth it to us. And I think sometimes we're told that there's only one path, but you're also allowed to say, you know what, I'm in a financial necessity right now. I'm going to build up my savings again. I'm going to just get through this season and enjoy my life. And when the time is there, I'm going to pursue my dream. And then in two months, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to re- look at the whole thing does that make any sense yeah and I'm not saying that's the way to do it I'm just saying you that's an option it's an option if right now the only reason you're for, you're pursuing the dream is because you think you can't put it to the side for a little while what you said reminds me of um I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert says it in Big Magic about um like if you really want to write it's a bit like having an affair like a love affair <laughs> in that like you just find the time like when you are like so loved up at that beginning of a relationship like you'll miss sleep if you need to miss sleep you'll skip lunch or like you know you'll sneak out of work and risk getting sacked <laughs> or whatever it takes because you're just like you can't not you're just so compelled and there's definitely times when our work fires us up to that point where it's like, well, I, I can't stop. I've got to get it done. But there's equally times when that's the opposite of what we feel. And I think we're really programmed to assume that that means something's wrong. But actually, I think sometimes it means that we're taking care of ourselves and it's right. Yeah. And I also think it sounds like to me that um, this is going to feel frustrating for you. Yeah. It is going to feel frustrating. I think I see this so much for my clients with day jobs. It's so frustrating to spend the majority of your week doing work that is in no way invested in your dream or in what you want to be doing for the rest of your life. And I think if you sit around and wait for the frustration to go, nothing's going to happen. Mm. It's kind of how do you be as at peace with that situation that you're in as possible? And then how do you intuitively know when to work on your dream business? That might look for some people like scheduling in very clear time in the week. It might look like for others kind of having a massive to-do list and tackling it when it feels good for them or kind of paying attention to how they feel on a weekly basis. Everyone, it's different, but I think we can't wait until the frustration goes away. It is going to feel frustrating. We're going to work through the frustration, I suppose. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I think Jen, you'll probably relate to this too, but times when my health means I'm not really able to take any action on anything in my day-to-day and like periods of time where I literally can't do anything in a single day. And whenever I hit those stages in my business or or when I've been like too busy to do the stuff I really want to do, like say like I've taken on a ton of commissioned work or I've got lots of classes running and I can't focus on my like next passion project, for example. One of the things I find really helpful for my mindset is I make a really, really detailed to-do list. People have heard me talk about this before. I split everything down. So like instead of just saying, write my hashtag newsletter, it's like step one is like, research five hashtags and I might have that on my list five times and then to break everything down into really kind of micro movements and then every single day I never go to bed without having taken one step further along the path and sometimes it's the tiniest step I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before but there's something about knowing actually like every single day I'm moving forwards I'm not standing still and I'm definitely not going backwards that to me shifts that mindset away from frustration and kind of gets me back into a better headspace where I'm like, okay, well, I've got five minutes today. How am I going to invest those five minutes that's going to best serve what I want to be doing? I think that's invaluable to know that at all times, even if it's the tiniest step, you're showing up 
and you're moving forward. Yeah, like if you've got one new Instagram follower today, you're one step closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, this just looks so different for everyone. Yeah. Because it really depends, like, if you've got a partner who's helping out with the childcare and the housework, or if you've got kids or don't have kids, or if you've got a health condition that makes it harder for you. And I think to believe that there's a quick and fast solution to this, there isn't. It's either sometimes it's going to take some sacrifice in one area, sometimes it's going to take accepting that you can't get there as fast as you want to get there it's all kind of it's it's a very push and pull experience I think yeah and that's really frustrating like you'll hear advice that's like okay well there's two ways you either get more time or you pay someone else to do the work so like if you get more time maybe you like hire a babysitter or hire a cleaner or do less cleaning um, or spend less time with your kids or you outsource some of the work but for a lot of people none of those options are available. I I remember what it was like when zero of those options were on the table. And I I feel like kind of the reason that the advice always centers on those things is because nobody wants to be the person saying, sounds like there's not much you can do about it right now. And I also think something that I find really helpful is like seeing time as abundant. And what I mean by that is I think, say for example, um, you're in a situation where you literally can't see that much time to work in your business because you've got some necessities. And you might say to yourself, this sucks like this is a whole waste of time three months is nothing in the grand scheme of your life or say you're looking at it and you're like you know what I've got two hours a month right now to work on my dream two hours added up over 12 yeah months is 24 hours it's a whole day of your life and I think it's kind of seeing that time isn't running out that I have lots of things that I'd love to do that I don't have enough time and energy to do and I could get really down about that or I can say I've got a whole big hopefully a big career ahead of me let's do this at a pace that works best for me and let's not panic that time's running out. So the way I visualize this when I have to kind of remind myself of it is literally like everyone has their own path. You know, if you drew a path like a primary school and it would be like kind of windy, you'd have two like parallel lines that wind and maybe you'd draw some trees and some flowers and that is your path. It has a start, it has a finish at the other side of the page. It doesn't matter at what speed you're walking along it because the path is already going to happen. Like, you're going to hit the things you're going to hit and the finish line doesn't mean anything. So, like, I don't know, for me that really helps is to to remember that it's not like a race, that there's not kind of different tangents that I'm not going to make, there's not opportunities I'm going to miss because what's going to happen is going to happen. Exactly. I just, and you're not alone. Like, every time you look online and it seems like it's easier for everybody else, I think there are so many people right now who because of the everyday necessities feel like they can't move forward because it's not being modeled to you how to move forward because the way you move forward in this situation is so slow and so intentional and so frustrating at times yeah and it's like a quiet room where no one's cheering you on but yourself because no one knows how hard it is for you and no one celebrates the showing up and doing the everyday necessities no one's gonna say oh you're so impressive for doing that even though I think you are yeah no one wants to sell their business story of I built my business by plodding along for 20 (laughs) years and you can too. Like that's not the kind of story that we're geared up to hear online, but that's the reality for an awful lot of people. And like, it doesn't have to take 20 years, I guess. No. And I think if you want like the practical advice here, I feel like is like the most basic of advice, which is like, look at your time in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Look how your weeks are. I really recommend like get get out a big calendar that's a week, put in the times when you're having to work to pay the bills and do the necessities, then build in the time where you need to be okay as a human being. So maybe that's family time, self-care time, whatever that is. And then what's left? 
and what's left is then you get to say to yourself okay is there anything on this that can be sacrificed so maybe you say to yourself okay you know what I can go a Saturday a month without having a fun day out with my friends yeah I can give up one Saturday to do that and that's you know eight hours on a Saturday or one of mine was always I can let the house get messier than I like like I can live with it being kind of dirty for an extra few days. Completely. Or it's kind of, so I've said this story many times. I didn't have my hair cut for two years when yeah. building my business. And say you're like, you know what? That is 40 quid that I can go without every three months. Where can I claim that back in yeah, time? Yeah, because time and money are so closely linked when you're at this stage of kind of building a business. But I think you have to go into this so hopeful I think you have to see it as this is possible I am capable of this it's going to look wildly different to a lot of other people's but if you lose the hope that it's possible you're out you can't do it yeah well there's nothing kind of there's no carrot it's all stick yeah and I just I think this is such a messy topic Mm. there's no quick fix like if like when you're in the situation yourself the only way forward was just forwards like just action when as and when I could um I think the other thing that really spoke to me is when she talks about the frustration of her day job work and how it feels like it's not kind of serving her and it's not what she wants to be doing. And I wonder, it's different for everybody, but if there's any scope as a freelancer, if she's able to pivot any of her work, even just one single degree closer to what she wants to be doing. But that might feel better if like, you know, one out of every 10 commissions that she's getting feels vaguely related to where she'd quite like to be eventually. Sometimes it's about kind of, trying to bridge the gap between the two things if you're able to but it's not possible for a lot of jobs and I understand that and if it's not possible I think the other thing to do is I really believe that everything in our life is a choice to some capacity Mm -hmm. and if you're finding your client work frustrating how can you try and flip that around and get into a headspace that serves you better with your client work yeah I know this sounds like really hard and you kind of want to probably say fuck you Jen I don't want to do this but say what if you can be like you know what this client work is paying my bills right now it's taking care of my family what if these clients you know what what if I can even if I'm frustrated doing this work for them can I look at it and be how this work is having a positive impact for them yeah do you know what I mean go back to a place of service because this can be a slog for you or it can be a slightly better slog for you or if you can just say like this is a time in my life where it's going to be harder for it to be better in the long run yeah it's kind of all mindset isn't it I'm thinking again actually about Big Magic and I feel like that would be a good book for her to listen to to read or listen to if she's struggling for time that's one of my top tips when you've got zero time this is when I first got into it is audiobooks at double speed whilst driving the car you can get through a ton that way and she has a whole chapter I think on like trying to find time to write but it could be for anything trying to find time for what you want to do and she talks about like if you have a day job how maybe you could just instead of giving a hundred percent to your day job mm-hmm. give it 90 or give Save it like 10 percent for you yeah and then what can you use that 10 percent for for you so like if say you're a freelance writer and you're a bit of a perfectionist and every piece is taking you like three hours to write could they take you two and a half hours and you could just see what happens if you submit them without that extra bit of effort and I think anyone who's ever worked to lots of deadlines and when you're very very busy you've probably already learned this lesson that quite often our standards and what's acceptable do not match up and we can kind of give the extra mile especially I think if you're self-employed and you're a creative it's very easy to be a bit of a perfectionist but that might be another area that you can claw something back not just the time but also like the energy and the creativity and the mental space so Jen I'm curious if you only had let's say like you had 
two hours a week to be starting to build a business, what do you think would be your key priorities? So first, I would want to understand what the hell I'm building. So I'd spend some time diving deep into kind of my vision for the business. I wouldn't spend too long there to perfect it because I think a vision becomes, you guys have a jumping off point Mm -hmm. that I think it unfolds to you. Then I would probably figure out, okay, what's my home for this business? Most likely a website. Then I'd figure out what's my content for this business. I'd start to create content. I would want to take action in the areas that gives me my biggest return on investment. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, say you're finding that two hours a week to record and share a podcast is way more impactful than two hours a week writing a blog post and doing some Instagram captions. I'd focus, and sometimes it takes a bit of trial, trial and error to see where your biggest return on investment yeah. is. But I would, my, if I was a client-based business or even like a customer-based business in terms of like product, my biggest priority would be getting in front of the right people and connecting with them. Yes. My favorite approach to that is content. So that's what I focus on. Some other people, it might be different marketing methods. Yeah, I guess as well, like kind of what you're alluding to there is like, Figure out what comes easiest to you and lean into that. Mm -hmm. Because if writing blog posts is a slog and takes you two hours, but taking a picture takes you three minutes, then you'll get a lot more out there in the world if you stick with the thing that you find easy. And I would stay away from busy work. And what I mean by this is a lot of people can spend a lot of time doing things that feel productive that are not productive. Like scrolling for Instagram. Pinning on Pinterest. Yeah, or even just like creating different folders for different things. or just Whereas, because the high impact work is also the highest energy work it takes a lot of energy to do something that's going to have a high impact in your business and it's the scariest work it's yeah. where you feel the most self-doubt so like if it's oh I can either send out a newsletter to my subscribers or I can organize my photo folders photo folders feels much more tempting and comfortable and I would make sure that I was not being impatient and what I mean by this is if you've got less time to do it it means the business is going to move forward slower now someone who has unlimited time to work on a brand new business it takes a long time yeah and impatience kills everything if, if you let impatience be bigger than your courage or your grit or whatever your tenacity you're out of the game and so I think what I would do is I would challenge myself to show up without demanding anything from that showing up yet yes because I think I'd get disheartened yeah. And I think when I've got limited time, I would find it even more disheartening. I would also dream a lot. I would be like, where could this business be two years from now? How could this change my life? I think staying connected to that would fuel me on the days where I'm like, what's the point of this? I really love that. Maybe even kind of, I'm a big believer in like vision boards and things, like something you stick on your wall, whether it's a quote or like pictures you've ripped out of a magazine and glued together but that just kind of keeps you on on target so that when you are slogging through the stuff that doesn't feel comfortable the kind of the why of it all is still there right in front of you and I think that probably goes back to a, a really important thing is you got to be really clear on your business if you know what to put two hours a week into yeah do you know what yeah, I mean there's no point putting two hours in the wrong direction and it's really okay if you're in a position where you're still on discovering what the business is but it sounds like M knows what she wants to do next it's finding the time for it so I'd probably also I think this is where being the CEO and the business and the employee really helps in your business yeah. so as a CEO maybe once a month you map out the tasks for you as the employee to do throughout the month on your business and then the employee gets down into the trenches and does it and then once a month maybe have a reflection and see how it all went yeah and I would probably approach that by saying okay well what would feel like progress for me this month like what if I could get to the end of the month and say I'd done or I'd achieved Mm -hmm. would make me feel less frightened that this is going nowhere and if that was like I will have 100 new Instagram followers or I will have published three blog posts Mm -hmm. or sent three emails or whatever it is like maybe those are too big and it's smaller than that maybe it's like I will have drafted one email 
and just makes it super easy to like monitor your progress and to really celebrate your progress. I think something else I would say to Em that I see is hard to sometimes get your head around but can be really valuable I see it for my clients is to think about okay what am I telling myself how my life will look and feel different when I make this dream business happen and how can you bring some of that into your present day even if it's something as simple as okay when my dream business happens my office will feel nicer and I'll go for walks in the middle of the day and I'll be able to do this and I'll be able to do that now not everything's going to be feasible because maybe a big part of when your business will be better will be that you'll have more time and more financial resources but how can you make your current present more dreamy so that it doesn't feel like you're putting off happiness until you make it happen because I, I guarantee that there was a time when she dreamt of the business she has now, like a freelancer who is paying the bills entirely through freelance work. There must have been a point in her career where she was looking forward to this and picturing how it would be. And I wonder if there was something like meditation before starting her work each day or just taking the time for a really lovely lunch. Something that she pictured when she imagined in that like film montage of the day that we play in our heads that she can like like you said bring in now rather than putting it off to the next dream don't delay your joy because life is happening I do I do this to myself if there's something I really want and then I'll be like I'll be happy then and it's bullshit yeah because what we do as humans is we get to the next thing and then we say well I'll be happy then and I think it's because we start to think of achievements as a sign of self-worth when you are every day taking care of the bare necessities that's really painful because you kind of feel like you're in survival mode yeah now that's more I think more people in this country are probably in survival mode than not in survival mode if we look at the statistics of average earnings and the poverty line so I think the other thing I would say as like my last leaving piece of encouragement for Em is like if you ever sit there and think that you're failing that you're falling behind or that you're not going as fast as you should do you're incredible like you're providing for your family you're taking care of necessities with work that you've done yourself by the way like you've built this from scratch for yourself and I have no doubt in mind that you can get wherever you want to get to it's just that it's going to look really different to how it looks for some other people absolutely like in my experience of kind of coaching and working with other people and their businesses I would say 50% of the battle actually is figuring out what you want Mm. and what it's going to look like And you've already got that clarity. You've built something. You're saying, this isn't right for me anymore. I know that I need to move in a different direction. You've already done half the battle. So now all you've got to do is kind of piece together step by step how you get there in your own time and in your own way. And I know it's going to be hard. I think the secret is don't make it any harder on yourself than it has to be. If you find a certain part of building your business that feels easier or more in flow, lean the hell into that. Yes. Yeah. Like whatever comes naturally to you is probably the best place to start in creating your content or in putting your work out there and I just I am wishing you all the best because I also think that these are stories that I want to hear the person who had to make their business happen in the face of like the realities of everyday life totally and actually I was thinking the whole way through this episode that if M feels able to I would really encourage her to share this on Instagram or wherever her kind of natural social platform is just to try and find other people that she can connect with who are facing similar struggles because as we've said a few times in this episode like you don't get to see the story enough and it can feel so isolating you can feel so lonely 
But actually connecting with other people who are going at the same pace as you or a similar pace to you can just take away some of that fear and that urgency and remind you that actually there's all different ways of success. And it's really okay if this feels like an emotional roller coaster. If some weeks you're like, yeah, I can do this. And if other weeks you're like, fuck my life, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like feelings aren't facts and you can get through this. And it's also okay if some weeks you're really productive for your dream business and other weeks you're like, I don't want to do anything this week. I just want to be happy outside of work. Like you can do this at whatever pace you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think practicing heaps and heaps of self-compassion um, and not getting tangled up in blaming yourself for the reality of your life because that is not about you and your worth. That is just about the world that we live in and you will make changes as and when you're able to. Yeah, and if you ever think you're alone, you're not because I promise you there's probably more people out there in your position than there are in other positions. And I do think it's important that this isn't an episode to say that someone who does have the privilege doesn't also find it hard. Yeah. Because it's hard no matter what you're however you're doing but absolutely I, it's just hard in different ways for different people and and no two people's journeys are the same but having the daily stresses of financial necessities does take a toll on a human in ways that I think impact things yeah having been on kind of both sides of that there's a lot less friction in in the life where kind of financial necessities are catered for but equally like those those kind of advantages I've spoken about from that time period I think it's it comes to different challenges when you're at a place in your life where that's not a concern. So I can completely see both sides of the fence. Oh, um, good luck. Please keep in touch and let us know how you get on and just, yeah, keep going. Don't give up. And I just think, um, like Sarah said, you've done half the battle. You know what you want next. People, I see people search for a long time to find out what they want to do next. It's a gift that you know what you want to do next and it's a strength. Absolutely. And if anyone is listening who is in a similar position or has been in a similar position, or maybe your position is the opposite and you want to tell us about reality right there where you are, we would love to hear from you and I'm sure M would too. The hashtag is Dear Hopeful Creative. You can use it anywhere on social media. You can tag both Jen and me. We'd really, really love to hear from you. And whether M chooses to kind of respond as herself or maybe to just read what people are saying, I think it's going to be really valuable for her to hear other voices in this. Yeah, good luck. And anyone else listening who's in the same position, I just, good luck to you too. I think you're all awesome and just keep going. We're rooting for you. Bye. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at jencarrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes every Monday. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.